G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. The story. I just felt like, you know, wow, I cannot deal with this. I cannot cope with this. And, you know, I thought, I can just get my rifle and. And of course, you know, I thought about that for about 30 seconds, but God said to me, well, I promised you that I would never let you face anything that you couldn't deal with. And so, yeah, it was like, you know, the the word of God was actually like a lifeline and I just grabbed hold of it. G'day, I'm Jimmy Colfax. Welcome to The Story. Well, life started off well for our guest today. Alan was raised in a Christian family and put his faith in Jesus at seven years old. However, as time went by, he began to experience one disappointment after another until he got to the point where he had to decide would he continue to trust and rely on his childhood faith in the Lord or would he chuck it all in? Alan is having a chat and sharing his story with Eric Scatterbo. Alan? Welcome to the program. Thanks. Okay, so we're going to get to the low point in your life, but first we want to start off with the high point, your childhood. Okay. Things were pretty good growing up in a Christian home in New Zealand? Yeah, um, you know, I had a younger brother and sister, and mum and dad were really good to us. You know, dad read to us every night after dinner. Um, you know, we read from the Bible together as a family. Mum used to lead us through devotionals in the morning uh, after breakfast. And that led to a lifelong love of God's Word? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, never, ever, ever doubted that the Bible was true, that it was absolutely the Word of God, not once. And then what happened at seven years old? Seven years old. Um, yeah, one well, Sunday night, you know, I couldn't even tell you what the sermon was exactly, but uh, after the sermon, I just knew that Jesus died for my sins and that I needed to repent of my sins and ask his forgiveness because I knew that I needed that I, and I wanted to have a relationship with him. That's about as deep as it got as mm-hmm. for seven, but I think that was pretty much it. Yeah, know. yeah. So a firm foundation. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then the storms of life came. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, So when I was about 12, um, Dad came home one night. Um, Mum wasn't with him. They worked together. Dad was a doctor. Mum was a nurse. And they worked together in the practice. And um, that was a bit strange. Dad sat us down at the table and said, well, Mum's gone to be with the Lord, you know. Um, She'd been in a single car accident. Mm. Mercifully, she died instantly. And, uh, yeah, so that's really, that was a pretty big blow, you know. Wow, I mean, that rocked your world. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's it's like the floor has just disappeared. And know? what had been your relationship with your mother? Oh, yeah, I, I love my mum dearly, you mm. know. Um, yeah, it was just really, really tough, really tough. But, but I wasn't angry at God or anything like that, you know, I knew where she was and, mm-hmm. you know, that was fine. But it was just, I'd rather it didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Obviously. And then something else happened that you rather didn't happen. Yeah, well, sort of, um, 
some well-meaning but misguided folks who uh, came to visit us, uh, Dad and us kids as a family, um, they were a little bit like Job's friends, mm. uh, you know. What kind of sin has caused this? Or maybe somebody's done something wrong or said something wrong. or So kind of implying that your mother had some kind of sin in her life which caused this tragedy to happen? Yeah, either her to be or... To about it? Yeah, either her or one of us. Even. Oh, not just her. It could have been somebody yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we might have said something negative. It made me angry because it just seemed so wrong, I, you know. But it made me angry because it really hurt my dad deeply. And I knew he was already struggling with his, you know, his faith. How could God let this happen? You know, mm-hmm. so it was just like, this is like grinding his face into the ashes, you know. Well, <laughs> it's, it's yeah. victimizing the victim. Yeah. And we yeah. should say before we go any further that this is not biblical. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah. Um, Incidentally, I mentioned Job's friends. Well, there are examples of "Don't let this happen to you." Yeah. We should, yes, make that clear. absolutely, yeah. Um, because you know, this the thing that out of Book of Job, which actually brought Dad a lot of healing, was the fact that twice in the very beginning, God explicitly says that nothing that happens to Job is for anything that Job has done mm-hmm. or anything that Job hasn't done. And not only was that a great strength to my dad, but also to me. So that then that's like proof from God's word that these people are talking rubbish. <laughs> so. Yes, but it is an example of how bad theology can really mess people's lives up. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Okay, now we want to kind of fast forward to your young adult years. Okay, um, well, you know, I played rugby in you know New Zealand and and did all the usual teenage things. You know, learned to drive a car, learned to ride a motorbike, got so you right into motorcycles. Motorbikes. Yeah, 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 and um, particularly Triumph motorcycles. You know, loved them. Rode all over New Zealand with friends. And then you met someone. Um, yeah, late. Well, actually, in my early twenties, met a girl, and you know, we got married. And in uh, early 81, we came to Melbourne, basically because the economy of New Zealand wasn't looking good. So Came on over. Yeah, came over here. Came across the ditch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and loved it, you know, really enjoyed it. And had a first child in mid-80s, and life was pretty good, you know. we. Um, but some, some struggles in the marriage? Well, yeah, look, there have been hiccups and, you know, even more than hiccups. But, you know, we'd worked through those. Mm-hmm. And then we had a really uh, a bit of a setback. Um, you know, it, we had lost a child. Um, and your wife thought maybe she was to blame, which brings well, up another whole theological. Well, yeah, there was this, uh, and it's kind of like an echo of the, oh, maybe it's some sin that I've done mm-hmm. that's, you know, and God does not work that way if you ask for forgiveness you know john says if you confess your sins ask for forgiveness he's faithful and he'll forgive you and forget them actually (laughs) i think a lot of times when we put our faith in the lord especially at a young age we kind of have a idolized version of everything's going to be fine i have a heavenly father i'm a christian i'm not going to have any problems because hey i'm 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 on the good team you know (laughs) yeah absolutely and so if you focus on those things you know you can get a really sort of 
out of balance view because you know very, it's all going to be very, roses. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you read the accounts of the, you know, Paul talking about his experiences. You know, he's well, like all the going back to Job thing. It wasn't a yeah. bed of roses for Job. No, Jesus no. says you will face trials of many kinds. Yeah, and also Jesus himself said, well, you know, if you want to follow me, pick up your cross. You know, what I mean, yeah. well, so you, you, you have to have yeah. a, a balance yeah. there. Yeah. That balanced thing was always good. So that got us through those things. And then uh, we had another child a few years later. Um, and, you know, we we're solid members of a you know church that was growing and, you know, things were going pretty well. Um, then, frankly, things began to unravel. Well, they did, you know. Um, then we had some family members who got terminal illnesses in fairly quick succession after one another, you know, over, say, a three-year period. Yeah, so that uh, was your wife's parents? Yeah, 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 and we nursed them, and, yeah, that was pretty hard. And So that kind of just took all of your time, is that right? Or, I, well, or both of your time? Or Well, actually, it, it, took, all of, it took all of her time. Um, which put a big financial strain on us because we, you know, we bought a property which was, you know, we could manage when we both had the, an income. But of course, uh, one of us had to sort of spend time nursing people. Then, you know, one of us the income drops, so I ended up working seventy-two hour weeks. Oh wow! Uh, um, for a long, well, over the three years. So not a lot of husband-wife time and family oh, time, yeah, just kind yeah. of, yeah, it was, yeah, a it big was, strain on it was pretty, it was pretty bad, and and yeah, and what we didn't realize was that one of um, girls was, you know, she really was struggling to deal with all of this, and she was at high school, and she got into dope, and you know, to the point where she had she had to be admitted to hospital because she had a psychotic episode. So, oh wow. Yeah, so that was that was pretty tough, you know. Um, I mean, it was really tough, and, and that doesn't do it justice, but for the sake of brevity, um, church time sort of suffered as well, you know, for obvious so reasons, you know. You hadn't been to church for a number of months? Well, yeah, I mean, it was sort of go when I can sort of thing, you know, and um, virtually never as a couple or even, you know, as a family as we used to, mm. which is, you know, obviously not good. And unfortunately... Your in-laws passed away. Yeah, well, you know, well, actually, one was diagnosed with cancer and then died fairly, you know, only a few months later, and the other was, you know, diagnosed the next year. So we're just getting over that, and then we're oh wow, round two. Wow, um, and that was a longer, you know, eighteen months, two years sort of haul. So that was, um, you know, that was pretty hard to deal with. Yeah, and as you mentioned, one of your daughters took it pretty hard and yeah 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 and you know she's come come through that and the lord's been really gracious and you know she's going from strength to strength now you know so terrific actually her testimony is absolutely mind-blowing okay Um, but but we don't want to get too far ahead of the story we won't do um but yeah at the time i looked at all of this and i just went wow you know uh I've got too many things to try and keep, too many balls to try and keep in the air, and I can't juggle them all. And yeah. there, and I'm dropping them, and I'm going. Okay, so the spiritual health of this family is disintegrating, and I'm responsible, um, and I am according to how I read the scriptures. So, I mean, this is not an encouraging place to be. And then, you know, a, a bombshell was that uh, my wife said to me, "Well, I no longer want to do the marriage thing." I no longer want to do the Christian thing. I want a divorce. Boom. And you can move out and you can take 
uh, we have one daughter at home, you know, both of you can move out, which was like, wow, um, gut-wrenching. You're listening to The Story. Today, Eric Scadabo is chatting with Alan about his life journey. He's been sharing about a growing list of disappointments and trials he's gone through that have put him in a very dark place. Next, we'll hear how, at his lowest point, Alan remembered some Bible verses from his childhood that really helped him pull out of the despair. That and more when we return. If this program has highlighted something you'd like prayer for, we'd love to pray for you. Call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. It's a free call. Or text 0401 132 888. Hi, I'm Jimmy Colfax and this is The Story. We're continuing with Eric Scadabo chatting with Alan in our Melbourne studios and he's sharing his story. Before the break, we heard the growing list of disappointments he's experienced in his life and how it got to the lowest point when his wife left him. This could have been the final straw for Alan, but let's listen and find out how God turns it all around. I just felt like, you know, wow, I cannot deal with this. I cannot cope with this. And, you know, I thought... You know what? The only way I I could just get my rifle and you know put it to my head, pull the trigger, and I'd be over. and and of course, yeah, you know, I thought about that for about thirty seconds. But God said to me, not in an audible voice, but I I knew that this was you know. And He said, "Well, I promised you that I would never let you face anything that you couldn't deal with, and I've also promised you that I will give you the means to cope with those things." So choice is yours. Yeah, you know I mean, either I'm telling you the truth and you will survive this or I'm a liar. Yeah, that's it. You know, that's the choice. Well, you know, there's nowhere you can go with that, you know. <laughs> like <laughs> obviously God's not a liar and I knew that, you know, and 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 I would never ever even hint that that was the case. So, you know, what other choice do I have? You know, I mean, I, I you know, so that was suicide was not an option. Yeah, it just wasn't. Um, but you, you had gotten to that point of even. Oh yeah, I, I understood exactly. I understood exactly. You know, the like it, it's it's not something that you could just brush off and go, yeah. oh yeah, you know. I mean, this is no. You, you but just, at your darkest moment, yeah, the words of the Lord, yeah, that you learn from a child, yeah, He will never leave you nor forsake you, yeah. Yeah, knew all he was of, still with you. Yeah, and and yeah, absolutely. That he would never leave me, and 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 if so, if anyone was going to be doing the leaving, I would have to be doing it. You know, all of these things kind of fit it all at once, and it's hard to describe. But you know, sort of like the weight of all of these things all at once, sort of going. Well, you know, you can't do this because if you do, then you're making all of those scriptures a lie, and that's you know unthinkable. And so, yeah, it was like, you know, the, the Word of God was actually like a lifeline, and I just grabbed hold of it really tightly and, and okay, this is it. I've got nothing else. But I knew that, you know, okay, this is solid. This is real. I can hang on to this. And, you know, through that then – and um it's not often I sort of really go through all of this and read, think it, because, you know, it's like once is enough, you know, <laughs> get over <laughs> Sorry it. to have put you through this. <laughs> no, 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 but, it's, but it is actually, I mean, when I do consider it, I look at it and I go, wow, 
at the time I was the things happened and I look back and I look yeah. and I go wow God actually did this and did that and did that at the time it didn't seem like that was the way it was but now I look at it and I go what else can it have been mm. and um but but I'm just I'm just seeing this trend throughout your life that the yeah. devil was trying to get you off oh yeah yeah off yeah. of keeping your eyes on Jesus the oh, whole yeah. way I mean all going all the way back to the death of your mother and then trying to blame her so she did something yeah, wrong yeah. and yeah and all these other things just trying to get you to look to the left or the right but not to keep your yeah. eyes firmly on your lord and savior well one thing that i really grabbed hold of is that we tend to we we tend to think about people in church life you know and we build people up you know whether this guy's got such a great ministry or that guy's got such a great ministry and then of course you compare yourself to that person which mm. is always distracting that's all it's wrong yep um and I and I think of you know in the scriptures it says disciples came to Jesus and said who's the greatest in the kingdom so Jesus takes a little child and he says if you become like a little child then you will be the greatest in the kingdom and I think that is that is the truest thing that I think you know forget about all the things that you do or don't do for God but you know you need to just hang on to the Lord and go okay. I'm going to trust you like a child trusts their father. You know, mm-hmm. I'm going to just yeah. trust you. And, you know, okay, so some people don't have really great fathers, you know, but you, but you, children are very trusting, very mm-hmm. trusting. And, yeah. you know, sometimes that can get them into trouble. But, but you know, when we're talking about God and we're talking about Jesus, you know, I mean, there's no danger there. And you trust in God's word, trust in what God has said, trust in his goodness, and that's it. That's that's. That makes you the greatest. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter. We, you know, we need to get away from looking at, you know, because that was one of my biggest problems. You know, I was like, you know, okay, I'm such a failure at this, which mm. is what drove me to that, you know, few seconds of despair. And it's, you know, forget about that. It's not about success. It's not about how well you're doing this or how well you're doing that. It's about, am I hanging on to my father's hand like a little child? Mm-hmm. That's that's it and jesus says that you're the greatest in the kingdom you know so it's yeah so it's kind of interesting it's kind of going all the way back to your seven-year-old childlike faith in the lord yeah but yet on the other hand it's a much more mature adult faith yeah because now you know it's not all a bed of roses (laughs) there are going to be trials of many kinds that we'll be going through and another part of your life was the whole topic of forgiveness yeah, um, yeah. Look, I, I suffered a you know a betrayal at one point, which I just you know, um, and I knew from the scriptures, you know, we we have to forgive. You know, forgive you how many times? Seventy times seven. Jesus says after the, giving the Lord's prayer, he says, you know, you know, it says forgive us our debts as we forgive one another. And Jesus said, well, you know, if you won't forgive one another, then our Heavenly Father's not going to forgive you. Um, so you know, forgiveness is a big deal, and we need to learn it. But I knew I'm, I'm, the person's asking for forgiveness, and I'm thinking, man, I just don't feel like forgiving you. This is really, you know, I'm so angry. Wow, and I'm hurt. And but then I thought, well, look, you know, I remember the story. Corrie Ten Boom, lady in a concentration camp in World War Two. Yep. Uh, she was a Christian, and after the war, she went. God sent her to minister to German people, which was difficult for her. But she met one of the guys who was a camp guard. And he asked for her forgiveness, and she really couldn't find it in herself to forgive him. But she obediently said, yes, I forgive you. And the minute the words were out of her mouth, all of the anger and bitterness and hurt went, and she loved this man. And I remembered that story in the instances when I, and I went, 
okay, Lord, brief prayer, you know. So I said, okay, yes, I forgive you. And exactly the same thing happened. And it's like, okay, God gives you the power, but you must be obedient first. Mm -hmm. And then you get the, it's like Peter stepping out of the boat, you know. Oh, let me walk on the water, you know. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, you can walk on water, but you've got to step out of the boat first, you know. Yeah, so yeah. it's that step of faith, you know. So God's word says this, well, I, I don't have the power to do that, but I'm going to do it anyway. And then all of a sudden you do that in obedience and the Lord gives you the power. And that was a huge, mm -hmm. huge lesson. So. Now, we're running out of time, but I just thought, you know, everything you've been through, you could really get down on yourself. You know, I'm a failure. Look at things. <laughs> things did not end up the way I thought. I thought I yeah. was going to have the perfect marriage and mm. children yeah. and everything was going to be fine. Mm. And then when it didn't go that way, you could have really beat yourself up. Well, I did beat myself up quite a bit, actually. But um, but ultimately... Well, look, what advice would you have for people who were at that same point? How did you get through it? Um, how I got through it is that it's not about me. It's it's not God. God doesn't. He's not like a schoolmaster. He's going, okay, yeah, you've got so many stars, so now you get a prize. You know, oh no, you haven't got these stars, so you're going to get sent to you know to the corner. God wants to know us. He wants to have a relationship with us as a person, and He's not concerned so much. It's like what He is interested in is is that we will trust Him and love Him, and and that's it. Mm -hmm. You know, that's why Jesus made his little demonstration with the child. You know, the child is, you know, he's not going to do great works necessarily or anything like that, but but he will hang on and trust the Lord. And mm -hmm. so this is something I think, you know, okay, listen, it's not my right, my righteousness or my anything good about me. It's It's all Jesus. It's all Jesus. And it's freely available, but we've just got to trust him. Mm -hmm. So it's like, if the enemy says to me, okay, yeah, <laughs> wow, you just blown this and everything else, I go, yeah, absolutely. Isn't it great? You know, but I'm not justified by what I do. Mm -hmm. I'm justified by what Jesus did on the cross. And I know he loves me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And he absolutely. wants to help me yeah. get through anything. Yeah. So the it takes the power out of the enemy then because he comes along, you go, so you're such a failure. And you go, yeah, I know, isn't it great? Jesus died for me and it doesn't matter. I mean, of course. Yeah, I mean, like, this, yeah, we could, that's that's the reality. But, it, I mean, all he's, of the he's pain still and working everything. With me. Yeah, he's all, yeah, we're always a work in progress. Yeah, and and yeah. but, but it's about Jesus, about what Jesus did. It's about him and he sustains us. And it's not... It's not what our, how good we are. God looks at us and he sees his son. That's what I would like people to know. Like, you know, don't beat yourself up about, you know, how badly you do this or what have you. You know, get on your knees, acknowledge it to God and go, well, I've sinned or I've done this or whatever it is. Ask for forgiveness and he will forgive you. And if you ask him to teach you and lead you and you get into the word, Read your word, mm -hmm. pray, and and he will bring you through it. He, he wants what's best for you. Oh, absolutely, and he wants to, a personal relationship with you. Yeah. You know, you know, and he, he he's looking for a fixer up project. Yeah, absolutely. You qualify. Yeah, yeah. Everybody <laughs> and and like you know, I mean, we all have friends that we you know, and the things that friends or people in our lives that we think you know they do things that some of the things that they do we don't particularly like, but we don't stop being friends with them. Mm -hmm. Because of that, you know, I mean, like we we love them because of who they are, and we accept. We them want the with, best for them. Yeah, we oh, yeah. don't like some of the things they do. Yeah. 
but, but we, we'll, yeah. we want them to improve and grow and mature. And Well, if you love somebody, I mean, you love them no matter what. You love them with their faults and their foibles and their, you know, all of those things. You love them because you love them, you know, and that's God. I mean, he just loves us. So that just gives you a confidence. Oh, yeah. That allows you to go through some pretty horrendous things. Yeah, I mean, like, obviously, nobody would choose to do those sorts of things. No. But, you know, but you know that, like, I know, for, I know that I know, you know, um, and I've proved through my, through my experiences, I've absolutely proved that, that what God's word says is true, you know. And even in my darkest times, I never, ever doubted that God's word was true. Not once. I never ever thought that God was bad or that he didn't exist or anything like that. Um, I doubted myself heaps and my relationship with him, but now I've, I've come to know that, you know, God just goes, okay, listen, you just step like a little child, you know, grab my hand. Yes, I'll forgive you if you ask for it, and we'll be fine. And, and let's continue to walk together. Yeah, Absolutely. Alan, thank you so much for sharing your story and your experiences with us today. Thank you very much for having me. That was Eric Scadabo chatting with Alan about his life story. And it was great to hear how the Bible verses he learned as a child came to him at his darkest moment, just like a lifeline that he grabbed onto to pull him out of the despair. Also, the trials of life that Alan went through remind me of the Bible verses that talk about God being like a refiner's fire. He's not like a forest fire or an incinerator that destroys completely, but a refiner's fire that refines, it purifies, it melts down silver and gold and separates out the impurities. Just like the worship song says, purify my heart, cleanse me from within, purify my heart, cleanse me from my sin. Refiner's fire, my heart's one desire is to be holy, set apart for you, Lord, ready to do your will. Well, thanks for joining us for Alan's inspiring story. I'm Jimmy Colfax, encouraging you to share your story with someone today. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 